Alright, welcome back everybody. How we doing today? This is Barry and Eric here, Moss Pond, with another gun gripe for you. And we've been thinking about ideas for gripes and we have thought about some of the, you know, uh, user submitted suggestions that you guys want us to gripe about. We have taken some of those into account and uh, there's a strong possibility many of those will uh, make it through the pipeline. Today's gun gripe is going to be about the, the basic lie of gun registration and about how, you know, everybody thinks that, like, oh, where am I going to go to get my gun registered? Where do I register my gun? You know, is this gun registered? I need to change this around, change the registration. We're going to talk about, you know, how basically it's like people have been taught the wrong thing over the years. People have had that lie indoctrinated into their minds over the years, and it's just become almost like a just known fact to people that, guns have to be registered, but in many cases that's just really not the case. Well, under Georgia law there is no gun registration. Well, people think when they fill out a 4473 that that's registering that gun. It's not. That is only showing the last legal transferee on paper from an FFL dealer. In Georgia, you can give a gun away as a gift. You can buy a gun for someone else. That's not a straw sale as long as that person can legally own a gun. You can buy your son a gun, your daughter, your why, whatever, and you can give it to them. Uh, but you are the one that's actually signing the form, and that's not registration. Those forms go in a safe, and they never see the light of day again unless the gun is stolen. And then the only person who's going to see it is going to be law enforcement officials or whoever investigating the theft of the gun or so on and so forth. That's but, right. Uh, there is no registration. We have people coming in here every day, and they buy a gun, and they say, where do I register this gun? Well, there is no registration. In Georgia, you take it home. Now, some states are, you have to register your gun in some states, but not in Georgia and not most of the southern states. But uh, gun registration is something that people have been brainwashed into thinking that they automatically have to register a firearm uh, because they buy one, and that's not so. I mean, we get a number of people coming here all the time, and they're like, hey, you know, Grandpappy so-and-so just passed away, and I need to register my gun. I need to register his gun into my name. Right. And we just look at them like, really? I mean, it's just, it's the public school system, and it's the school system in general, the education system that we have set up, I believe is biased towards anti-gun tendencies. Right. Now, of I just think honestly that like a lot of your college professors, your teachers, it doesn't matter what level of education, I strongly believe that those people, you know, are very anti-gun, very, I don't want to say liberal, but let's just say they're anti-gun, and, uh, you know, they're going to push whatever bogus ideas they think are necessary to further their agenda. And if their agenda is making a, you know, dumbed down and, and just, you know, stupefied American society that doesn't want to own guns or doesn't care to, then they're going to push that agenda. And that's just part of it. Well, the thing about it is if your child takes a, if your child takes a Glock keychain to school, they get, it, they get expelled that's because, right. or suspended because they don't want them to have anything to do with guns. In fact, if your child draws a picture of a gun at school, that could be enough to cause them to be suspended. Right. And that's, they, 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 the public school system pushes the anti-gun agenda. That's right. And in some of the more left states, you see that as being uh, much more apparent than some of the less left states. I mean, like obviously Georgia is not quite as bad, but there are instances where certain jurisdictions and certain municipalities uh, depending on where it's at and everything like that. Of course, those uh, particular school systems can be a little bit more left and a little bit harder on gun owners and uh, basically the families of gun owners. Let's say you're you know, 10 years old 
and you grew up around guns and you go to school and you draw a picture of a pistol, automatically they're going to assume that you're some bad person, you're up to no good, and that's what they want your peers to believe too. They're going to make an example of you or they're going to try to. Um, but registration as a whole, I mean, yes, um, suppressors, SPRs, SBSs, machine guns that are transferable, those are essentially registered. You're in some form of database at that point. But the everyday long gun, shotgun, pistol that the average Joe goes in a gun shop and buys in most states is not a registered item. Now, it's traceable. If it gets stolen or whatever happens, it's using a crime, yes, it's traceable back to you. But it's not registered to the point where, uh, you know, they can just pull up a database and there's your name with every gun you own. It's not like that. Now, I want to I give two examples in history where gun registration is, well, there's plenty of examples, but to keep this video short, one example was in Belgium when the Germans were rolling through Belgium. They would go through, and of course, you know, that was the first example of their blitzkrieg, which translates to lightning war. They were basically blitzkrieging their way through Belgium in the early years of the war, and well, you know, the early stages of their invasion of Europe. And what the officers would do is they would go around because Belgium had nationwide gun registration to the point where they knew what every single person had, serial number, whatever. German officer would go around to each house and say, okay, uh, Mr. Franz or whoever, they would say, uh, you know, you have two shotguns, one pistol, a rifle, where are they? And if you couldn't produce them, they'd take your little blonde-haired kid out back and blow their brains out and prove a point. So gun registration is a really bad idea because the only government that would register guns is a government that's afraid of their people. And when gun registration gets pushed through to the point where they want to know every little thing that's out there and where it's at and how to come across it, it's only a sign that they want to oppress you and your rights. Or if it's even not a matter of rights. I mean, it's a basic, to me, a fundamental human right to have the right to defend yourself, and that involves owning guns too. Now, another example is in the movie Red Dawn. I know it's a movie, but when, you know, they came in and took over or whatever, what's the first thing they did in the movie? They went and they got all the 4473s from the gun store so they could know all the addresses of the gun owners in the town and they could talk to them or confiscate the guns or whatever. And that was their first step rolling through was to be able to confiscate the firearms to prevent an insurrection of the local populace. Now, it's just a movie, but those you know, principles are definitely in stone. I mean, yes, an invading army, in theory, if they were to, well, they wouldn't get any further in Locust Grove, I can tell you that right well, now. Yeah. But if, let's just say in theory, uh, an invading army came here and got all our 4473s, now granted, yeah, it's going to take them months of searching to go through all of those forms and go through all of that red tape. But in theory, yes, with those forms, they would know who bought what, and when and where and where they live and everything. Well, like the fallacy of the 4473 is the fact all it reflects is the last person who bought a gun from an FFL dealer. I probably bought and traded a thousand guns over the last 30 years. Yeah. I don't have any proof that I ever had those guns. That's right. There's no law in Georgia preventing me from giving a gun to my son yeah. or giving a gun to someone or taking it to a gun show and just selling it to some Joe Blow. That's right. Now, when you do sell a gun like that, you need to get a you need to get a bill of sale. That way, if that gun comes back and bites you on the ass, you can show the police that you have a form here. Look, I sold this to this guy here, and that's the end of it. That's happened to me three times in my life. Get receipts.
but there are probably 800 guns out there that I have sold or traded that I have no receipt on. I can't prove to them where those guns are. It, uh, it, greatly, it greatly behooves you to have some paperwork trail right. for the disposition of the gun. doesn't matter if it's a family member, even if it's a close family member. If it's a gun that you're going to part with permanently and that's it, do a bill of sale, even if you just sell it for a penny. Something right. that has a paperwork trail that right. follows back to you so that if something happens, you never know, you have an ability to say, here, I sold it to so-and-so, here's his driver's license, here's the date, here's where they signed, here's where I signed. Now granted, yeah, they may still try to give you a hard time, but at least they, you know, will have some right. form of legal loophole to jump through. They know that you tried to cover yourself. That's right. Now we've That's had right. people come in here, I had a guy about a month ago bought a Browning High Power from a guy at the gun show. He didn't know the guy from Dick's Bird Dog. He paid 450 bucks for this gun, which is a which is a, a more than a fair price. He said, "I want this gun put in my name." Well, okay, pawn it. He pawned it for 20 bucks, and it was going to cost him 25 to pick it up. But when you pawn a gun in Georgia, you have to fill out a 4473 just like you're buying it. So that would be a paper trail. He would be the last legal transferee. Well, it backfired and bit him on the ass because the gun turned out to be stolen. That's right. So the uh, Clayton County Police Department confiscated his gun, and he's right. out of it. Now well, people say, well, how do I know if this gun is stolen? Well, if you take the police department, first off, they're probably not going to run the serial number for you. And if they do, and it comes back stolen, they're going to take it from there. That's right. At least one thing that the guy did right, I mean, he got out from under a gun that could have got him in trouble if he got pulled over. Right. Because, let's face it, in a lot of situations, if the cops pull you over and you got a gun in your car, if they're if they're in the mood to be a dick to you, they're going to run the serial numbers. That's the bottom line, and they're hoping that they're going to find a stolen gun. I mean, you know, really, it's funny because if there's no reason for to merit that search and seizure, to merit them searching that serial number, they shouldn't be able to. They shouldn't, but a lot of them still will. I mean, they'll say, "Well, this gun's in your car. I'm going to run it," or they'll take it back to their car and run it anyway, even without telling you. Well, I've been out shooting before 20, 25 years ago. We'd be out like in Fulton Industrial Boulevard shooting. Cops would come up and they'd run all of our numbers on our guns. Right. They got nothing else to do. That's so right. So they run the number and they, they, sometimes they come back with it. You no, know, they're really supposed to have a you know reason to do that. They're not supposed to just run it to run it. Well, they're supposed they, to have they a can, reason. though. Like if you're driving down the road with a big screen TV in the back of your car, they can run the number on that if they want to. Right. If they have probable cause to do so. Right, and probable they, yeah. cause. But, I mean, you know. they can't just say, well, you know, this guy's got 20 guns in his car. I'm going to run all 20 just from the sake that hoping that one's stolen. Yeah, they well, can't well, do maybe, that. Maybe he's, a, maybe he's a gun runner. Right. Well, well that's right, if they think that. But, so, uh, or maybe the, maybe it some is. guy just got cleaned out of his uh, collection. But I know, uh, you know, if, if I ever get pulled over and I have a lot of guns in my car or whatever the case may be, I don't tell them nothing and I don't let them do anything. I don't care if they if they say, well, I want to run the serial numbers and all these guns. I'll say, well, I bet you'd like to, wouldn't you? And I and I won't. I'll, I don't cooperate with them because it's none of their business. It really isn't. And you know, I'll tell them get a shift leader out there, a supervisor. Mm -hmm. And once it gets to the point where, you know, they know that you know your rights and right. you demand to talk to a supervisor, or it they're, they're going to drop it. Gets it gets the point you're causing them more trouble than they want to deal with. Right. You know. Yeah. Don't uh, don't roll over when it comes to the no, cops. No. You know. Just uh. Tell them, tell them, get your supervisor down here if you want to search my vehicle or whatever. You get your supervisor down. Right. But uh, you know, that's just the way it is. But really, in a nutshell, of this video, I guess what we're getting at is, you know, the whole thing about gun registration is is totally false. I mean, yes, there are certain states where you, you know, have to register guns within that state. I mean, there's state laws that provide for that. 
But I would say a majority of the U.S. doesn't require any kind of state-level right. gun registration of standard guns. The majority of the U.S. is still a free country. Well, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, people stand up, and when people stand up for their rights, that's what keeps your rights standing. That's right. So you have to be careful with all this kind of thing. And uh, yeah. gun registration is just something that the media, the media started all that. The media pushes the gun registration. That's where people hear it all the time. That's right. Register this, register that. But there is no such thing as real gun registration in the majority of the country. Well, one thing that, you know, I want to mention, too, before we go, and we're about, about to cut off here, but, um, you know, we are an SOT now. Uh, that's a process that we've gotten, you know, rolling down the chain there for quite a while, but we finally got our paperwork in hand. Uh, so as an SOT, we'll have a lot of neat things in the pipeline. We'll be able to have some suppressors on hand, possibly some factory SBSs, SVRs, stuff like that. So uh, just to let you guys know, we are set up as an SOT now. Hopefully we'll have some dealer samples rolling in, uh, which means that, you know, when we do have those dealer samples, we'll be able to take them out for uh, testing and evaluation. So you'll probably see some neat class three stuff rolling down the pipeline here soon. So, uh, we can do conversions on short barrel rifles and shotguns and things like that. And hopefully we'll be able to get some dealer samples of full automatics in here. Maybe Glock 18 or something like that as a dealer sample. And we'll take them out and we'll be able to show them to you and show you how they work. That's right. And a nice thing about having an SOT also, what that allows us to do is, let's say that you're local here in uh, Jonesboro, Georgia, and you've got a machine gun yourself that, of course, is legal and transferable and you have your tax stamp paid on it. Uh, that allows us to be able to actually log that gun in, just like any other gun, for repairs. So if you needed your, you know, if you want to take your MP5 out and wear it out and get it dirty after 5,000 rounds and bring it to us and let us clean it, you could log it in legally and we could legally take it in, clean it, perform whatever repairs are necessary, and then get the gun back to you with no issues there. So that does allow us to have Class 3 inventory on hand, both from individuals and for uh, law enforcement agencies, and to be able to service those guns too. So that's a nice thing, giving us the flexibility to service people's full autos and stuff. And suppressors. If you want to bring a suppressor to us and for us to clean it, uh, we can do cleaning, stuff like that, and then get that suppressor back to you, no problem. But the main thing is the suppressors and the short barrel rifles and shotguns because the submachine guns or machine guns are going to have to be registered uh, and transferable and they're very expensive. So I, what we're going to deal in mainly is suppressors and conversions of guns. Like Ray can do Sega conversions. Uh, he built one for a friend of mine, a Sega 12 with an 8 inch barrel. And right. the whole gun is 18 inches long when the stock is folded. It's a That's wonderful right. little gun. And we'd be doing that kind of work, short barrel rifles, sure. uh, shoulder stocked uh, pistols. And hopefully we'll have some dealer samples. Right, so right. maybe, you know, right. if we're lucky, maybe a couple of MP5s, Glock 18s, Zip 16s, stuff like that. So but that's going to be coming down the pike here, and uh, we're gonna, sure. uh, it's going to get real interesting, and we're going to get uh, more uh, knowledgeable with this stuff, and oh, yeah. we're going to pass it on to y'all. So you guys can definitely expect a bunch of suppressor reviews on the pipeline, that kind of stuff, maybe some, you know, nighttime uh, pest hunting. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how it goes. Well, well we appreciate y'all watching. All right, now. Y'all come back now. You hear? Definitely.